Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off The Screen podcast. This is your weekly podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. I'm one of your co-hosts, Aman Daman, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have the one that we have, we have the, oh my God, I just messed this up. I know. I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> and on the other end, <laughs> we have the number one Star Trek friend from Town Under, Harvey. My bad. We're going to leave this in. We're going to leave this in. This no, is what happens sometimes. It happens. Yeah, it happens. happens. It does. It does. I, I was, I was reading it and I think I just wrote a couple of words twice by mistake. <laughs> I wrote... I wrote, we have the one, the number one Star Trek fan from Down Under, Harvey. So I don't know, I think I But isn't that perfect? One. Like, it's it's not only the one, the number one. And that is absolutely correct. <laughs> this one, one, I will live in forever. I am the <laughs> number one and I will take it. And that has a double connotation because they used to call their first officers number ones. Haha. Oh, see, there you go. See, I, see, I did this on purpose. I knew all this. Apparently. Right. And you knew all of that already. That's just perfect. Exactly. <laughs> How are you, dude? I I am good. Uh, obviously, you know, still, still, as you can kind of tell, just trying to figure out what the hell I just said. I'm like, I'm still like in my brain thinking, I'm like, what happened? Like, it was, I was like, it was, it was going well. And something just happened. Like, I was like, wait, what am I saying? What is happening right now? I'm so confused. <laughs> And we could see that all in real time, like your brain going, what the hell, what the fuck, what the fuck? And yeah, exactly. it's come out. <laughs> no, exactly. I think, I think this has happened. It's a little bit behind the scenes. This is what happens this sometimes is... when you have, you have only one cup of coffee today, which is actually oh, yeah, exactly. Bit, so, but, like, but still, you, I feel like my... you should not be having too much coffee. This is my favorite intro of all time. I, I, I mean, I see like, I mean, it's good. That's the thing. I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense, you know, from down under referring to you being in Australia and you love Star Trek. I think it's perfect. Obviously, I just said the one, the number one, two way time. But whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. We have like lots of cool things to talk about in terms of things that we've been watching. Um, mm. I'll start off first because I want to bring this up because this is a really cool show. I, I'm surprised by how, how engaged I was with it and how, how funny and scary and like just everything combined, like I was just surprised by it. It's called the show. It's a show called Truth Seekers, which is on oh. Amazon Prime. It's a Amazon original. It's being made or it's made by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So if you've ever like seen their stuff, you can kind of expect something similar, but with a, a bit more heart, I should say. Um, it's not like you know that hot fuzz kind of comedy, although it is kind of like that here and there. But there's a bit more heart to it, which I really really like. And it's basically about. A group of people, I'm obviously not going to explain, like go go to too much, but it's about a group of people that are known as the truth seekers. And they're basically trying to find paranormal, supernatural things that are happening around them uh, in their region, in, in, in where they live or where, like basically the main, the lead, he is a, a wireless internet installer or installation mm-hmm. expert. So it's basically, that's kind of what causes him to go to people's house, houses, especially remote areas, because he's installing internet or this or that or whatever and because that obviously we are greeted with some you know spooky events which is really really awesome so i know you've watched one episode so what what did you think about it so far see see you told me what you i should watch it i'm like okay great yeah i i was struggling to find what to watch so i fell into the new girl hole again over the last week (laughs) which is a good show um no it's a good show but it's like when you're watching it you kind of want to keep watching it because it's so funny 
Um, yeah. So I was like, no, let's go try watching something else. So I was like, oh, let's, let's, watch, let's put on two Truth Seekers. And I saw the trailer. The trailer seemed normal, like a like a paranormal, but a funny one, like a less yeah. like a less scary supernatural is where my brain was at. Exactly. So I watched the first episode, and uh, around the middle of the first episode, you know, when they have the the dog pop up or somewhere around there that that yeah, area, yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to explain the context of that. Yeah. My uh, my brain went. You should have done this during the day. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's what it was like. It was and and I I do agree with you. I think it's it's a very different show. Like it's got the funny moments, but it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be about a serious topic, and they yeah. do it so well. I I want to watch the other ones, but I literally was like, I'm not gonna sleep. I need to watch this in the morning. So my plan today was to actually start watching a little bit more during the day. No, I I, I will say like there there are definitely part because I feel like because I'm so desensitized to certain certain types of horror that, right that like for me it was still fine but I will say like yeah there are parts of it that do kind of jump at you or you know like do kind of catch right. you off guard so I do understand that yeah like it it is horror in that sense right like it wasn't a jump scare like I was like oh my god but it was more yeah. around the fact that yeah it was it's creepy exactly yeah. it's like. It's like the the exorcist lady crawling on her all fours, yeah. creepy. That's yeah. what what I mean. Yes, and and when that happens, you suddenly like, what the fuck? And your yeah. brain is just going in. So I I I'm now really interested in it. I really want to go back and watch it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I just literally just saw one episode. So I'm hoping we'll have more to talk about that in the next episode. Oh yeah, yeah. in the next episode because I definitely I definitely recommend this. It. Uh, anyone yeah. that's like even in remotely interested like i definitely recommend the show like it will um catch you off guard and and like i said like if you are in any way a fan of nick frost and simon peck like i don't know what you're waiting for just go watch this <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i found these guys are actually advertising on australian podcasts Re- the the, so, the show truth seekers yeah one of my oh, wow, favorite okay. podcasts like turf and full fop um they are they're doing advertisements for truth seekers and, and so awesome. I, you mean like you mean Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were on the podcast or just in between the podcast? No, 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 like... no. It's it's you know how they they give ads to the podcast uh, hosts. To oh, read I see. Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's probably so because assuming, of Amazon. Yeah, I'm assuming it's Amazon Prime going. All right, let's yeah. look at Australian top podcast charts and exactly. then put that in there depending on the subject matter. And exactly, and I think yeah. it's great because it feels like Amazon Prime has finally realized, hey, I can actually advertise. Um, country by country and find actual niche niche audience, which is great. Yeah, I don't know why I'm noticing that like I'm I'm shifting more and more. I wish there was more stuff in general, but I'm shifting more and more towards Amazon. Like if if you know if like right. like right. Netflix is like a, a cool like you know cool like roller coaster ride when it comes to like <gasps> certain films or whatever. Whereas like Amazon is like more for like a an amazing 4D experience. Like in that sense, like I like right. the shows that are coming on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like um, the what was the one with the with the with, with John Cusack that just came out? I forgot the name. Oof. Um, Outpost? No, Outback? No. No, it was it was it was something, but it was like a really Utopia? really cool Utopia. Yeah, Utopia. Yes, yes. Thank you. So like that was like the one that that was a show that I watched recently, and 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 I was like, wow, this is like it caught me by surprise I, by how good that show was. I find that Amazon doesn't make that many original shows, but when it does, they are not shitty. Yep, Netflix exactly. doesn't have the same deal. Netflix is, Netflix oh is more like 
throw things at them, they will catch something. Exactly. And, and we'll cancel and them after four after four seasons right. we'll cancel them. <laughs> but exactly. And that and that that that's that's pissing me off more now with, with Netflix because that literally means I'm not gonna get any good shows. Or if I'm gonna get vested in it, it's not gonna last. Like yeah, exactly. Amazon now, at least here, has so many older shows as well that you wanted to see but haven't had the chance. Like I I think I told you like they got all the seasons of Bones. I started mm-hmm. watching Law and Order. I always wanted to watch Law and Order. And Law and Order, yeah. Which which one? There's like multiple. Yeah, so what so basically, uh the oldest one, the one with um Sam Watterson. Sam Watterson. Yeah. Um, it's fine, but I find the themes are a little bit outdated. Obviously, it's a 19th show. Of course, show. yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I tried an episode of Law & Order SVU, which is yeah. also fine, but I think given the topics they deal with, it's a little bit intense to watch a lot of them. Um, yeah. Because it's like special victims, so it's not like just murder. And um, then I started watching Criminal Intent, which was their okay. most recent one. The lead is Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, I see. Okay. Mr. Fisk. I fucking cannot believe it. Yeah. He is so good. He is so good at it. And he's got that energy, like that Sherlock Holmes energy about himself. And it is so much fun. Like, not fun. Like, it's a serious topic. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so good to see him that way before he became Wilson Fisk. Well, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio was always, like, because of shows like that, he was always a very well-known actor. Um, it's only for you and I, because we never we didn't grow up watching Law and & Order and all right. the shows and all those films, right? So for us, our introduction to him was uh, Daredevil. And I think, yes, I think exactly. a, lot of, a lot of people from our generation and your generation, for, for them, he was kind of, like, introduced through that. So it's mm. pretty interesting because when you do read up on him he was always a very famous actor we just didn't know about him <laughs> right right and then as uh, you watch this it's so good to see like a young vincent d'onofrio just sort of doing his thing and mm-hmm. a lot of the shows is is with him like, I, like i'm only on like the second season or something but yeah. it's definitely worth checking out if you want like a criminal procedural but you don't want to be really you don't want it to be very like you know milk toast you actually want to see something different it doesn't yeah, like, i i I remember reading somewhere that apparently um, Disney is thinking about bringing back Daredevil because they saw how popular it was. Oh. And people are like kind of, you know, pleading with them to bring back Vincent D'Onofrio as, as Wilson Fisk. And he himself also said that, yep, I will be totally down for that. <laughs> like, yes. please give me a call. <laughs> I, think, I think that th- those properties that Netflix has need to be yeah. pulled off the Netflix catalog well, it, it, and popped uh, technically on the they Disney are. Plus catalog. Technically, in a way, like the the deal is like done in a way. Like Netflix can obviously still keep it there. Um, yeah. I doubt that Disney will say, "Oh, we're gonna buy those properties off of you." Because technically, the deal was made at that time, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if that stays there and Disney just says, "Okay, well, let's just reboot it. Let's just reboot it with the same actor, same cast, mm. and we'll put it all on Disney Plus." And we're like, "Okay, let's do yeah, it." Yeah, but they could. I, I I doubt it. Like these agreements usually would have some some sort of perpetuity in it. So I I imagine. It's potentially like, all right, after cancellation, you can put it on Netflix for so many years. After that, it will be a decision between Disney and Netflix. Yeah. It, I think it's going to time out in a couple of years, at which point Disney Plus will go, hey, pay, pay us a thing. I'm going to move it to my Disney Plus catalog. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, let's, Disney Plus, let's be honest. Disney like, Plus needs more stuff. Like they don't have oh, a lot of yeah. stuff right now. Well, Mandalorian started again. Episode two just came out. Yes, and uh, sticking with my rule, I'm gonna wait until at least three or four of them are out. A first episode I've already watched. It was pretty awesome. Huh. It was uh, there was a, a very, very cool. That. Yeah, there was a very there was a very cool person in it. And okay. even even episode two, like it's not really like a spoiler or anything. Episode two has a really cool uh, person because I'm in Canada. I'm in Toronto, so it's all over Toronto. There's a very cool oh. person from Kim's Convenience that's in episode two of Mandalorian, which is pretty awesome. Oh, so like I, I like, watch like, much of Kim's Convenience. Yeah, like, I mean Samuel Liu is from Kim's Convenience. That was like his main thing, right? No Before, way! Seriously. Yeah, yeah. He was like he was not really in anything else other than Kim's he Convenience. He was the and brother. Then, yeah, he was the he was brother, brother who didn't get along with the dad. Oh exactly. man. So that like that's the thing like that's why I mean it honestly is like kind of like similar to Tom Holland I guess it is like literally you know going from a zero to like a million in like yeah. one second just by getting into the Marvel universe. Far out. Yeah. I can't wait. I think no, I do need to watch the Mandalorian. I have heard the episodes are longer this time, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so maybe okay, maybe two are out. Maybe I can watch those. Um, I did watch the first two of Star Trek Discovery. Then I'm like, no, park it, park it. Um, yeah, and then and then move on because Star Trek Discovery, like it, it feels like it's an anthology that you should yeah. watch um, together because there's a bigger story underneath, like what you are watching right now, and it's really good to see them. Have you started watching the new season yet? No, 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 not yet. Um, have I, you I have caught to, up? No, I I have to because we can oh, only get it on Crave TV, and I'm not subscribed to Crave TV for a while. So, like, oh. I'm just, like, because I, I'm trying to wait for, like, other stuff to come on Crave TV before yeah. I subscribe yeah. again. So, I'm, like, they, when there's a bunch of shows on it, then I'm going to go back in and then I'll have access to it again. Okay, that, that, that actually makes sense. Um, We just got lucky because we've got that stuff coming on Netflix here. Yeah. Um, on, I mean, actually, I don't know. We should, I'll, I'll quickly just bring this up because this is just, at least I'm reading it now. Apparently, the Witcher production for season two has yes. been halted again because of uh, the pandemic. So it, it, yeah. it, this was like this was three hours ago. So uh, yeah. like I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it means it'll come out early next year rather than now. Nah, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, after the middle of next year. Yeah, 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 yeah most likely. Because think of the amount of post production these guys have to do. Yeah, I mean they were on track initially, which was, I, I was surprised because they were predicting yeah. that they will be able to meet this. But I'm like, how are you gonna do that? That makes no sense. But yeah, yeah but I mean, that makes sense. Like in Europe because the cases are going up again, all of these things yeah. are being halted, come back up. Like, a lot of productions have started up in, like, Toronto and Vancouver, but exactly. they are getting stopped. Like, I think Star Trek's Discovery, like, season four, they've started the pre-production stuff already. Yeah. And they're going to start yeah, shooting yeah. soon in Toronto. Um, yeah. But again... Honestly, they should all just move... Gone. They should all just move to Toronto at this point. <laughs> right? Can they? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, how it is on the logistics-wise, but I'm sure they can find a way. Well, they do. They do. At the time of shooting, everybody lives in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I, like at least on, on, for Witcher, right? For the Witcher stuff, like, because it's based in UK. So yeah. I don't know if they have, if they can make some deal and come to oh. Canada and, and shoot it. Because, like, with, with Supernatural, for, like, the 15 years, they always shot it in Vancouver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they lived there for most of, most of the time. With families yeah. as well, usually. Most CW shows are shot in in Vancouver and are in yeah. Toronto. They're like yeah. mainly in Canada. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. 
I mean, that makes sense. With, 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 with uh, Toronto, you can get the New York skyline feel. With Vancouver, you can get the middle of nowhere feel. Exactly. You're, yeah. you're yeah. sorted either way. And I think in the US, things are a little bit... You really don't know what to do yet. So I reckon, yeah. like, there are some places that they are shooting in the U.S. where they're doing, like, daily testing, masks, and all of that stuff. Uh, and they're shooting it in a bubble. But I feel like it's still a big risk because you've yep. got, still got a lot of people on site. I think Grey's Anatomy has started shooting again. Uh, Leverage uh, Reboot, not Reboot, Continuation, has started shooting in the U.S. as well. So, yeah, I, I feel like Grey's Anatomy um, will just never stop. So, like, no matter what, Grey's Anatomy will never stop, and I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> that is the one medical show I can watch into eternity, even though they kill off people and all of that stuff. Like, I started watching this other um, other medical show called The Good Doctor. Mm. You know, I don't know if we talked about it here. I, I, it's the guy from Charlie's Chocolate Factory, right? Is he the lead? Yes, yes. The yeah, guy from yeah, Bates yeah. Motel. Bates Motel. He's oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen that. So he, um, so he's playing like an autistic doctor or an autistic surgeon. Uh-huh. And it's got Richard Schiff, you know, from the West Wing. Um, you've got, um, you've got, you've got a lot of Canadian actors. It makes me feel like they are shooting in Canada. Probably, um, probably. Who, who else did they have uh, who you would know? They've got Hill Harper. He was in uh, CSI New York back in the day. Um, okay. So, like, they've got a good chunk, like, a good cast. And um, it, it's it's a good doctor. Like, it's it's obviously, like, there's, it's interesting medical cases and all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but the one thing that strikes me is how unrealistic, like, and and you're a guy. You might not get this. But uh-huh. why the fuck would the women who are working a 36-hour shift still have perfect eyelashes and lipstick? Oh, I mean... <laughs> it's the most unrealistic bit of the whole thing. That they I mean, stop the to do shows. their makeup. <laughs> right, but, but no, but then you've got shows like Grey's Anatomy who don't do that. Of yeah. course they've got makeup, but there's a way to put on makeup without making it look like you're caking it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it sort of it sort of lost me a little bit. But and also yeah. the fact that they've got like two big surgeons in the whole hospital and they're doing they're doing surgery on every case that comes through, regardless of what specialty it is. I'm like, I'm not going to your hospital if I need surgery. You guys are not specialists anymore. Yeah. They are literally doing brain surgery, heart surgery. <laughs> General surgery. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it's good for the drama and the entertainment value. For the medical stuff, Grey's Anatomy is much better. Oh, of course. Like, much, I think like, better. I think like with a good doctor, it was just like a show because people like procedural type of shows, right? Right. So I think I think that's all it was. I think it was just people like finding something that some people latch on to, kind of like NCI that they can just come come into a, a week from now. And kind of enjoy that, right? And I'm assuming the good doctor at least isn't because Grey's Anatomy is a lot more about the relationships versus I'm assuming good doctor isn't as much. No, it is. It is. Oh, it is. Okay. There's a lot of relationship stuff. There's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of stuff about you know how to connect with people, especially given he's autistic, and 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 that's all very well done. I gotta say, it's the yeah. hospital and the medical bit that just doesn't key seem to be in sync 
But, you know, it is something to watch. But, again, if you've got an option, please go watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people probably prefer Grey's Anatomy because it, oh. it does have, like, that... It does have, like, a more of, like, a long-standing, like, love from people because of, like, right. how, you know, people, how, how much, like, it kind of... It develops so many actors, like, their lives. You know, like, Captain yeah. Heigl, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, I forgot oh, yeah. the Irish guy. There was, like, an Irish guy as well that was, like, coming Kevin in McKid. a lot of stuff. He's still there. Like, that, yeah. Kevin oh, McKid. he's still there. Okay. He's still so, there. You know, like he's still there. So they, they like it kind of Sandra O. Oh, so like they kind of it did kind of like launch so many people like even higher, right? Yes. From where they were. So like I think that's why Grey's Anatomy could be the one to one to like check out. Um, one thing I, I watched recently is called uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh yeah. And this is actually a really really cool show. Um, it it's like I won't say it's an amazing show because there's there's definitely parts of it that like either annoy me or just doesn't work in my opinion. Like it's it's really weird. But it's a really cool show, basically about this about this girl who's um, who is orphaned, and she's uh, basically adopted, and 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 she starts like she like falls in love with chess. She has like this, just like the way she's able to like look at at a chessboard uh, based on her past experience and her basic using or finding ways to. Oh, I'm not gonna reveal too much, like you know, I'm going I'm going too deep into it, but like um, basically <laughs> she's. Basically, like, you know, like, she has, like, this love for chess, and you just see her go through life, in a sense, go, like, face her past issues, things that happened in the past, whilst, you know, you see her battle it out against all these, like, grandmasters in chess and stuff like that, and she's, like, kind of, you know, kind of showing what she's worth in, in that sense, and it's a really cool show, it's kind of, like, it, it's, it's, like, a feel-good show, at the same time, it deals with, like, it, 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 it tackles uh, some serious issues at the same time as well. So that way, it's like a very interesting show, and it's only eight episodes or so, or nine episodes maybe. So it's definitely worth your time. Mm. Okay, I I did see like promos for that everywhere, but I just wasn't yeah. sure if I wanted to watch it yet. Um, yeah, and how serious it was. Like I couldn't gauge whether it was supposed to be like a dramedy or something. It, it's serious. It's, it's it's a it's full drama. Okay, cool. All right, so then I gotta put it in my drama to watch bucket. Yeah, exactly. Which is. Yeah, like, I've been, like, as I said, like, I've gone down the new girl hole because I just wasn't, like, I didn't want to do anything serious. Yeah. Um, I think the last sort of serious, serious thing I probably watched was, I don't even remember. I mean, I watched, um, what's the name of that, that show? Like, I finished watching Picard. Uh-huh. Okay. The the season, which was really good. But yeah, I think that was probably the last sort of thing I remember. Otherwise I'm doing a lot of comedy stuff at the moment. Oh, but, uh, yeah. the boys. What the fuck am I talking about? The boys, obviously. Oh, you're finally finding the boys. We talked about it last week. Oh yeah, we did actually. Yeah, that was the we whole did thing. Talk about it. Yeah, like I don't know if we talked about the end because I think you were close to the end, but we did talk about it in general terms. Yeah, no, no, we what are we what do we what are we gonna talk about at the end? Uh, we'll leave that for another episode uh, because okay. like, we'll we'll have like a, a full like spoiler filled uh, boys episode. But like overall, what did you think? I mean, now that you've seen everything. <laughs> oh no, it was brilliant. Like I think I thought it was amazing. Like it was. Um, I think I think you mentioned last week that you thought Huey was a bit underutilized this time. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and I, and I do and I do kind of kind of agree, but I do feel like they're setting him up for a bigger portion in the next one. Because he's going to be yeah. close to the action. Because he's going to be close to the congresswoman and all of that stuff, right? 
Oh, so yeah, we're not, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna go too, too much into it. Yeah, but don't worry. But like, um, yeah, it is. The one... It does. It does set him up really well. But right. like, I think. But I don't know. I, again, like with 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 this season itself, I was just hoping for more about him because I feel like we forget. Like the show started with his story, you know, in right. terms of all the stuff that's happening. So I'm like, wait, are we just supposed to just put him to the side now? You you made us like kind of follow him in terms of his way of getting some sort of, some sort of revenge almost to and what happened in season one. Again, season one's already out, so it's not spoilers, but like what happened to his girlfriend and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like I was like, I thought it was about him, but instead it changed into everyone else except him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I, I'm, I'm with you. I think um, it was good. But I think, yeah, they, they do need to like develop that a little bit more. I think a lot of it was just... I felt like season two was more about staying ahead of Homelander for so many people. Yeah. And yeah. and that makes sense. Um the the last scene with Homelander, um yeah. <laughs> it's it's intense in so many ways. But yeah. also he's such a yeah. weird, weird bastardized version of Batman. Standing yeah, on top yeah. of the city. And a Superman, in a way, and you know, and, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Batman's the one who lurks on top of the buildings and looks out yeah. into the things going this is my city. Um, but it's just weird. Um, like the whole, the whole thing was, it was, it was good. The one good thing that I did want to mention about the, the new season of the boys was the music. Uh-huh, yeah, they yeah. went so well, like getting yeah. old school, like Billy Joel and talking heads. That was just amazing. Like I've still got those songs stuck in my head and talking heads is so underappreciated. When you told me, when you brought it up last time, I actually literally started listening to Billy Joel again on, on Spotify. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to I wanna know if Spotify got a bump on these two bands coming out of oh, 100%, uh, 100%. the boys season two. Like, Billy Joel, obviously, like, we already knew how amazing Billy Joel was, right? Like, nobody has to tell us that. And his songs yeah. are amazing. But again, you're picking songs that I had not heard before. Like, yeah. um, Only the Good Die Young. Pre- Oh, you haven't heard? I love that song. I've never heard that song. Was the other one Pressurized or Pressure? Pressure, Pressure, Pressure. Yeah, Pressure, there you go. Yeah. Pressure. And then the one with the Talking Heads, um, it was Wait, what was the song? The Billy Joel one? The Second Win one? Uh, The one that they played so many times. That was a really good one. one. The one, you know, like the one that Huey Key's playing uh, to Um, get a second wind? Oh, crap. What's it called? Like, that was the one that I remember, like, I, I couldn't stop listening to after that. The one I'm thinking about I'm looking, is you're only, heads. you're only human. You're only Second human. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, see, I'm thinking about uh, Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. Oh yeah, of course. I love Psycho Killer. That's a good song. That is so intense. Like it hits you in the feels. It's yeah. so good, and the whole thing, like I, the music was just amazing. I mean, see that that would be my dream job. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> do the music to, to do the music, like uh, like literally be listening to albums all day and go, hey, this season, this scene in Grey's Anatomy, this is the music you want in the back of it, or you know, like it's so. Um, <laughs> Just put any song by the Fray on Grey's Anatomy. By the Fray, <laughs> and, or Lifehouse. You remember Lifehouse? It's Lifehouse. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Uh, or One Republic. Um, no, I know. It's, but but I, I love it. Like, I love this renaissance of all music. For example, yeah. like, did you hear the Dune trailer? The, the Dune, which has been postponed till next year. And I am 
so upset. Well, I was ex- we we talked about. It. I told there's no way this this movie no, gonna come out this year. But I wanted to watch they, it. What else did they delay? There was something else that was coming out, right? They um, delayed. Bond. I remember reading about Bond it. Bond is delayed. Yeah, oh, of course, hundred percent. Like that, that that was for sure. But it was Wonder Woman got delayed. I think as well. Wonder Woman is still supposed to come. No, Wonder Woman is still coming out in it's December. Not, supposedly, it's not. Co- is it not coming but out? Hundred percent. I know, yeah. but it's supposed to, but it's not. I, I, uh, did you read? Delayed. Did you read that apparently James Bond, like the MGM and stuff like that, they were actually um, looking to make a deal with the streaming service for the new movie, but I guess it oh. fell through or something. I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm assuming MGM was like, "Give us like ten billion dollars." I don't know how much, yeah. but like they're yeah. probably asking for a lot of money. Netflix is like, "Are you fucking crazy? We're not gonna give you that much for it." <laughs> No, look, we can wait. Like, it's not like most people are comfortable going to the theaters or anything anyways. Like, yeah. um, like I, I was telling you offline, like, I'm going to a comedy show later on this month. But even then, given that we're getting, like, barely a case every day, um, we're still going to have to wear a mask inside. They're separating a yeah. chunk of seats by, like, seats and stuff. And they're going to fill it only half full. And that's how they're going to do it. And it's and, I, and And that makes sense. So I can't even imagine them trying to do something like this in places like the US or Europe, right? So, yeah. And that's a much larger population. Like Australia has 23 million, 25 million people out of 7 billion people. They, we are not even important. <laughs> so, um, so it's, it's like they have to look at the bigger picture and that's fair enough. But Dune, I wanted to fucking watch it because yeah, no way. it finally looked like it was something that would bring the books to justice. Like it was, I just yeah, I, I can't. So wait. I'm looking I'm at so... I'm, I'm looking at November releases uh, and a lot of them, uh, the Crudes Part Two. You know, Nicholas Cage is finally back, like that. <laughs> that Cage because uh, Nicholas Cage has like the lead, uh, one of the leads, uh, voice thing for the Crudes. It was like a Disney oh, wow. movie or DreamWorks, DreamWorks animation movie, and that's supposed to come out end of this month which i probably they will either like release it on like a streaming service yeah. or just wait but like yeah there's nothing there's a movie called super intelligence which is coming out on hbo max which is like one of those typical melissa mccarthy movies you know like oh, spy really? or whatever so that's coming out this month and then december yeah. yeah it says wonder woman right now which will obviously change mm. pretty soon mm. and coming to america um uh, the eddie murphy film i guess the part two. Oh, they're doing they're doing a lot of re-releases and stuff as but well. no, this is not a real. This is this is a sequel to the original Coming to America. What? Where did they shoot yeah. it? Uh, this is uh, it's distributed by Amazon Studios, so it'll be coming out on Amazon. It seems. Wow, like I'm looking at like our movie theaters here, I, and every all of these look like B movies. Yeah, that were not gonna be coming out or making a lot of money anyway. So they've just gone ah, release them. Yeah, but like um. The Witches, that's the one they're releasing in December here. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it is funny if you think about it in terms of, like, if you look at the highest grossing films of 2020, the top one is Bad Boys for Life. And right. It's like, and the second is Sonic the Hedgehog. So it's like, okay, like, you know, you can, <laughs> number four is Doolittle, which we know is not that good. No. You know, there's <laughs> the Invisible Man. Like, you can tell, like, it's literally because of the ongoing stuff. Like, there's all these films yeah. that could have done really well just couldn't because they just weren't out out there that much yeah wonder woman they're saying 26th of december yeah yeah that's not no way no way 
oh, I, I'm with you. I doubt any of this stuff is coming out. And anything that's major studio, they're going to hold off anyways. But then can you imagine how many movies we're going to get in like one year once things go back oh, to yeah. some form of normal? It's, it's going it's to be packed, which is not bad for us because we love them. So like, right? it'll be packed, but it'll still be intense. I'm going to start saving for like movie theaters later on. I know, right? But yeah. But there's, there's, it's been, uh, well, yeah, we'll see how, how they go for now. I mean, we're just going with what we have. But I will still I will still stand with, I really wanted to watch Dune, and I'm I'm hating that we can't watch it. Um, <laughs> one, actually, one film I, I do recommend people check out is called His House on Netflix. It is it is kind of scary. I won't lie. It is like has like horror elements to it. It has Matt Smith in it, which is really cool. Who um, is it? And it's a movie with His House. It's called His House. No, who's in and, it? Sorry, I missed Oh, that. Matt Smith. Matt Smith, the best Doctor Who. No way! Yeah, he's... Aww. And it's a, it's a really cool film. It's basically about these two immigrants that are moving into England from, from Africa, from uh, a, a war-torn part of Africa. And they're kind of moving in for the first time or coming in. And, you know, they're, they're like asylum seekers. And they're mm-hmm. basically moved into a house until their case is basically done. You know, Matt Smith is their caseworker in a sense. Okay. And, you know, once they move into the house, we start noticing some weird stuff happening. We start getting more information on the background of what happened to them okay. and what, what else was in there. And it was, it has horror elements. So I will say like, yeah, like watching in the morning, this, this one does have some pretty scary moments. Like I have, I have my Sonos and everything. My, like I have like a surround sound system. Yeah. And yeah. there's, there's, there's a thing that like, I guess I think it was enhanced because of that where like there was like a certain sound that yeah. they do a couple of times that really like freaked me out. Like usually I don't get chills because I, like I said, I, I love watching horror movies. Right. But this was like mm-hmm. one week that I'm like, Oh my God, that like it generally, it generally actually like messed me up for a second. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to turn my volume down a little bit. <laughs> that messed me okay, up. So you're, so you're effectively saying I need to watch this in the day. Exactly. Okay. hundred percent. Definitely watching during the day. Okay. And this is Netflix. Yeah. This is Netflix. The main reason I'm saying this is because even though it had that horror element, the story is really cool. Like the story, like when you actually, it kind of like reminded me of like Haunting of Hill House, you know, like, like it's mm. scary, but the story around it is so good that I'm like, I'm like, I know it's scary, but you need to know the story. Like you need to see it. Yeah, I've not watched Haunting of Hill House as well. But I mean, given that Matt Smith is both of our favorite doctors, I really want to watch it. Yeah, no, exactly. I was surprised when I was like just watching a trailer and I saw Matt Smith. I'm like, Matt Smith? All right, like we're watching this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Matt Smith in much lately, have we? Other than The Crown, right? I think I'm assuming he's just doing random stuff here and there until something yeah, else comes out for him. Yeah, which makes sense. Like, um, I was watching, I was telling you, I, I saw this um, um, Van Gogh exhibition uh, yesterday. And yeah. because it was all about Van Gogh, I came back and and I I've, I watched uh, the the Doctor Who episode of um, Vincent and the Doctor, and yeah. it just is so good. Like it's it's such a you, you 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 forget how good the stories were in Doctor Who at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I I still haven't caught up on the recent season. I don't know whether whether the writers changed or something, but I miss those stories. I miss Stephen Moffat. Um, yeah. 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 I um following that I ended up watching uh you know the whole arc in the end of of Clara's time on the Doctor Doctor Who 
no. because you've got the whole thing with um with with the twelfth doctor and he's like trying to you know uh he's basically the, it starts off with with you know when clara uh clara's no longer there and stuff and it's such a good arc of stories and it's so well acted and it's so well written it's yeah i just forgot how awesome doctor who was yeah i mean i think like in, in uh, like i after after um uh who was the one that was after Matt smith his name Peter Capaldi. Um, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, after like I feel like towards like his his end of his thing as uh, him being Doctor Who, right? I I feel like a lot of like the that magic that Doctor Who had initially with David Tennant and Matt Smith was kind of like slowly going away. And with a new Doctor, whenever I read about it, I I never hear that same kind of like love or anything like that. You know, like in right. terms of people just being crazy about it like they were before. But I think I I don't know. Like looking back, I think there was a different connection, a connection with the companions and stuff like that. Like I, I I I've told you this before. My gripe with the new new doctor is not the doctor. Uh-huh. She's fine. Like she's got a good energy. She's got a uh uh she's got the doctor's energy, right? If yeah. it was her and a companion, that's great. My problem is with the showrunner lecturing at us. Uh-huh. The doctor, by definition, doesn't say much because he yeah. doesn't have to. He's lived thousands and thousands of years. Uh-huh. He doesn't have to say much. He doesn't have to lecture at people. He doesn't have to explain it to people. Doctor Who, by definition, is a very leftist show, obviously. Uh-huh. And you don't need to get into that. Like, I have no issues with you tackling social issues. Go back yeah. to historical figures who were big, big, big figures of change. Brilliant. Yeah. Go, go, go show us Rosa Parks, Nikola Tesla, all of these. Nikola Tesla was not an act- uh, agent of social change, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> side, side note. But you know what I'm saying? Like, do that. But yeah. I hate that the, the showrunner thinks there's going to have to be a lesson in all of this. And yeah. that it's not like we can't take the lesson away because we have a brain. It's because he has to put it into words and the doctor has to say those words in... It just... It, it, it lost the charm. Yeah, and I, I, it maybe the doctor doesn't, because... Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't lecture. He doesn't have to lecture anybody. But she, I think maybe, maybe it's possible... Maybe it's possible that this was a result of the current situation, right? And that's probably what influenced them to do this. And that's obviously because of what's happening at the same time, right? It is kind of steering away from, like you're saying, like like all all these episodes or or Doctor in general, it was always about like, you know, doing the right thing. And like by his actions, we would see that. But if you're like kind of doing like a little monologue at the end to show, tell people that this is what you need to do. It's like, okay, no, like we got that. (laughs) We're not that stupid, you know? (laughs) And I think that's 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 what made me lose interest because I wasn't excited about the new episode anymore. It was yeah. more about you're going through the motion because you love Doctor Who, but I'm like, but I'm not invested. I'm not invested in any of these people. Mm-hmm. I don't like the character development. Like like Amy and Rory. Like I know people hate Amy for m- multiple reasons. Or people don't like Rose or whatever. But they, they, there was a complexity over there that made yeah. a relationship. Like Clara, we've seen Clara go through Doctor, you know, the 11th Doctor. Then we went to her adapt to the 12th Doctor and see how that would be. And then in the end of Clara's arc, it leaves us in such a good place. Yeah. Because you've got this Doctor who's gone through heaven and hell and 
back to find her again. And it's about them growing as people. I'm not seeing yeah. any of that in the new season. And 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 I want to be clear. I was very excited when they announced a female doctor. Very excited. Like, yeah, course. exactly. Like, yeah. It, this shouldn't be gender-based. I mean, we've already proven that. We've had the Missy. It's fine. It's, it is what yeah. it is, right? Go for it. It's the problem with the it's the it's the problem with the fact that they couldn't build deep enough stories for the people on the show. They couldn't make yeah. us connect with them in a better way. And that for me is with the showrunner. That's nobody else. That's that's with him. Yeah. This is a showrunner bet- who did Broadchurch. Broad uh, maybe that's not the feel we need for Doctor Who. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? I think the problem is that like it's um it, it the the showrunner came came in with a very specific kind of show in mind right and with doctor who obviously you know you have to take it, it doctor who is, is a really great show in that way of being able to kind of in in a way paint a picture without actually painting anything without actually even picking up uh, a paintbrush right because it shows you everything it gives you what you need to know it tells you you know like this is what the right thing is to do it kind of talks about certain social changes or or just things that are happening and then says, okay, on to the next thing. And it's like, you know, it gives it to us. It says, here you go. This is what you, what's, what you need to understand. That's it, right? right. So, I, And I think that was right. the, the beauty of it. Hopefully they do realize that this is an issue and they change it over time. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, look, I think it's, 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 it had a, it had a good day with David Tennant and Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Like mm. Peter Capaldi in his second season came into his own. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. And it was sad to see him go um, at the end of his third season. But it seemed like it was time because he had been through so much. Like that version yeah. of the Doctor. Um, and sort of like, it's just you needed, you. I don't know. I, I don't know what I expected. And, and I know partially it could be expectations versus what we're getting. And suddenly our brain's like, that's not what we were used to. Yeah, right. And, I, and I'll buy that. And that's why I keep watching it, hoping that it'll get to the point where the doctor clicks in my head and I go, that's the doctor. And yeah. that's just not happened yet. Yeah. And, and I mean, wait, actually, just because you talk about Peter Capaldi, I do want to bring up that he's in the new Suicide Squad movie. So you can continue. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. He's so amazing. Um, yeah. I, I did want to say that if you are a fan of David Tennant, uh-huh. And if you've seen Good Omens or if you watch anything else, because, you know, he's in everything. If you've seen Michael Sheen in anything, you like Michael Sheen. There's a show which is on ABC here and it's a BBC show, I think. Uh-huh. It's called Staged. Oh, yeah. You so yeah. it's David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Effective, apparently what it looks like is they were supposed to do a play together. Uh-huh. But because of the pandemic, they're stuck at home um they can't do the play so basically the other person who was like i think the director of the play or whatever and he's like well why don't we just do the do our um uh, rehearsals via zoom you know like so at least once restrictions get get over we'll be ready with the play and you know we can put it on and everything and it's it's just it's, it's a six episode arc and it's all about them talking via zoom to each other and all the little shenanigans that happen in the background. You've yeah. got appearances by um, uh, by uh, Judy Dench. Okay. And mm-hmm. you've got 
Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's hilarious. Like, it was one of those things where you can't stop laughing at it. Yeah. And they're just so sad. But at the same time, they've got that weird, cool energy together. Because I feel like David Tennant and Michael Sheen, like, they play off of each other a lot of times. And they're really good. Yeah. And, and, and you saw that energy in Good Omens. So if you can find it, I have no idea where you're going to find it, in which part of the world. Um, yeah, in Australia, it's yeah in Australia it's on ABC iView, um, but given it's BBC, look for wherever you see your BBC shows. Um, it's absolutely fucking amazing, and it's like the best six episodes, like whatever thirty odd minutes you'll spend per episode. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, I need to check this out for sure because this like uh, kind of sold uh, me on on them being together. <laughs> No, but they're, they're so, and they're so good together. Like, it's just, I love when you see that energy in, in some in somebody. Like, if you know, and, and David Tennant is so good at playing it. Like, his wife uh, makes some um, cameos in it as well. So does Michael Sheen's partner. And yeah. it's very interesting in that way because you're kind of going, um, these people are also balancing home life versus all of this stuff. They're also dealing with this versus, you know, like, it's, it's a weird window into their into their, them in lockdown, even though, of course, it's not real. You know, it is, obviously. They're not going to talk about everything that they're going through. I, I of course. Sure. But yeah. it's just, it's it's a nice escape. Is Yeah, no, I definitely, I, 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 like, I, like, I like that, that so many of these actors and people, like just people who are artistic in general, creative, are able to find ways to kind of make, them, make the most of the lockdown. Right. And they have these table reads and... Um, the stuff with Josh Gad and, and the Lord of the Rings yes. crew and everything like that. It's just, they, um, it's just a cool thing. You know, just having they, stuff like that, I'm like, that's such a cool idea. <laughs> I, 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 I like how a lot of people like it's, have, have tried to keep the, the creative juices sort of flowing. So like yeah, one uh-huh. of the comedians that I saw here in Sydney uh, earlier this year before, you know, shit happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's an American comedian named Gareth Reynolds. And oh, I've heard so that name for some reason. <laughs> he's he's one half of the Dollar Podcast. Oh, that's um, why I've heard. Which is obviously <laughs> an go. amazing podcast, and I love that podcast. Yeah. And it's it's you know, uh, and I had to stop listening to it a little bit during the lockdown because of the seriousness of the topics. But like, okay. it's it's amazing. Um, but like he's he's he does this thing every week where he asks people to send in ideas, um, uh-huh. onto an email address. He doesn't know about it, like his publicist or his manager puts them in like a pair of presentation together. And then he comes on Instagram live or YouTube live and he just reads them right then and there. And then he riffs on them for a couple of minutes. Oh, oh that's pretty cool. And I love it because you've suddenly got this person who's working on his improv skills in the lockdown and doing really well. Right. That's um, pretty impressive. He just started a YouTube series with his mum, who's in the <laughs> UK. Uh-huh. And 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 I like and like him and Dave Anthony the to- the dollop hosts they did an election special for like three and a half hours on YouTube. Of course, I think that was needed for most. <laughs> oh, but but it was so good to watch theirs, you know, because yeah, they were talking about the results here and there, but it was more about them talking about politics in general and talking about historical things. So like, definitely check out. Like, I think he's got a YouTube channel. I would love to see Bill Burr because YouTube. I feel like I feel like Bill Burr because his podcast I think it's just him. Just talking because right. he's so talented and he's so funny, yeah. and I think I could, I would, I would like, I can, this, this kind of reminds me of that because it, some of these comedians just have that ability to just take right. something that's in front of them and just make it so funny. And I'm like, that's just such a cool, creative thing, you know? Like, 
if you if you like Bill Bird, the Bill Bird podcast is good as well because he's got one yeah, with Bird exactly. Pressure, which is on YouTube. Um, oh, I see. Okay, I don't, know how, I don't know about yeah. that one. That's pretty cool. And there's a there's a Bird Kreischer Tom Segura podcast, which is on YouTube as well. Okay, wow, well, this could be. I think um, that's where the mo- I think money it's is called <laughs> the Two Bears or Two Bears in a Cave or something like that. Um, oh, I see. But but I gotta say, like, because I'm still um, most of the podcasts I'm listening to are still like around that dollop sort of area, or I've got like the Aussie podcast like Fofo or like uh, Little Dum Dum Club and stuff like that. So, I mean, I find, Bill, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm I not too sure about the energy there um, mm-hmm. with Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura, but also they're such good friends, it's it's hilarious anyways. Exactly. But you no, don't that, get, like, I mean, invested in the stories, but yeah. Obviously, we have, we have so many of these podcasts to listen to, so now at least, like, everyone right? kind of knows about them and we can check that out. Uh, but we can Definitely. call it a night. We can call it a okay. night there. We'll have, obviously, lots of new things to talk about next week. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll we'll dedicate uh, we'll dedicate a specific time for the boys because I think that'll be pretty cool, <laughs> um, and maybe also Truth Seekers and stuff like that. Uh, once you right. can start, once you start watching that too, and maybe the Mandalorian, even if you are trying your best not to watch it, we'll, okay, we'll, at least if you I'll watch, watch a couple episodes, I'll do yeah. that. I will. Definitely, I will. I know. Definitely. I can only wait so long. Um, exactly. No. Exactly. Uh, so, anyway, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to send us any emails, if you want to ask any questions or. If you want us to watch something, you can email us at freshoffthescreenpodcast at gmail.com. That's freshoffthescreenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, our Twitter links and everything like that are also in the, on the description. So you can message us there too, and we'll, we'll respond to you. It's no problem at all. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. really means a lot. Please join us again next week. Thank you so much, Harvey. Thank you. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.